If you're applying to PA school in the 2024-2025 cycle, then I need you to know about our Pre-PA Academy. This is a group coaching program that I have wanted to start for so long and I am pumped. So from February to October of this cycle, we will be working as a cohort through the entire application process. The way that Academy works is we'll have three to four weekly sessions with myself and the other PA platform coaches where we will be teaching and doing group work and live personal statement editing, live mock interviews, question and answer, office hours, virtual shadowing, and just walking you through this entire PA school application process. We're going to start from your personal statement, choosing the programs, making a school list, getting your application ready before it opens in April on CASPA to getting you ready for interviews, what to do if you're hearing back, what to do if you're not. This is like our webinar series, but so much more intimate. Talking to students who have joined the program, it really seems like they are most excited for the accountability, the support, and the community through this process, and that is exactly what I wanted to offer. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. I promise. And we're just going to have a good time getting to know each other and working through it together and learning from each other. I want you guys to learn from each other in the program. You can sign up at any time. The code, if you want $50 off of your registration, is HELLO24. And we would love to have you as part of our first cohort of Pre-PA Academy for this upcoming cycle. Welcome to episode 30. Get ready for an interview with Skylar, a current PA student. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome to episode 30. I cannot believe it's been 30 episodes since I've been doing this podcast. But if you're new here, I'm Savannah. I am the creator of the podcast. I'm also the creator of the PA platform. And I'm really excited that you're here. I'm also a Durham PA, so um, I know a little bit about PA stuff, but I'm really excited for our interview today with PA Skyler. That's what he's known as on Instagram. But Skyler is a PA student, and I don't really remember exactly how we connected. Probably Instagram. But it turns out he is also from Georgia, so he's got a great accent, even better than mine. And it was really great to talk to him and kind of hear his story about how he became interested in the PA profession, found his way to PA school, and now he's doing great. So I'm really excited for you to kind of hear all about that. And yeah, it'll be awesome. So as far as just, I guess, updates, if you are applying this cycle, I know I say this every episode, but CASPA is opening soon, so make sure you're getting your stuff in order. In a couple weeks, I'm going to do an episode on everything you need to have in order for CASPA, just to kind of help you get your ducks in a row, and so I think that will be helpful, and also next week, there's going to be, um, it's going to be exciting because we'll have the live mock interview with me and Jamie when the physician assistant school interview guide book comes out on Amazon. So I'm really excited about that. And I think it'll be really helpful. Make sure you're following along on Instagram, um, on the email list to 
get the best deal possible for the book and I want to make sure it's affordable. I want it to be something that everyone can get if they need it because that's really important to me. So anyway, um, we can jump into our interview and I know I've said it before, but if you are working on your personal statement and you need some help, check out myparesource.com. They have a really great free workshop and I've been getting a lot of questions on Instagram about personal statements. So if you're struggling with how to get started, there are free worksheets on my website, the PA platform to help you kind of guide you. But there is a video kind of workshop. It's about 30 minutes of videos on my PA resource. And you can use the code PREPA club to get a discount on any editing services through my PA resource if you decide to go that route. So let's jump into our interview and I think you're going to enjoy it. Are we starting? Or yeah, are we going go now? for it. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I'm Skylar. I'm from a small town in middle Georgia. Um, didn't realize I had, I had the accent that comes with South Georgia until I, I got to school and everybody called me out about it. But um, So I went to undergraduate at Georgia Southern. It's in Statesboro, so another small town that's kind of just made up by the college community. Um, so I guess I could back up a little bit. Um, in high school, so I'm a, I'm a PA student. Uh, first and foremost, I'm a PA student about to start my clinical rotations. I'm in Savannah as of now. So um, backing up, I didn't always know that I wanted to be a PA. In high school, I, you know, I was sold on physical therapist. I was treated by a physical therapist, um, you know, after a, a football injury and uh, just knew that that's what I wanted to do. So I started shadowing one and, and um, my mom, who's a nurse, encouraged me to check out this profession, PA. And so senior year of high school, shadowed one, really enjoyed it. So I started college knowing that I wanted to be a PA. Um, that or medical school. So uh, got a degree in biology with a minor in chemistry. I kind of got involved in several things, um, did the typical come in and make bad grades and then catch up. Um, so freshman, sophomore year, um, played catch up from there, um, which led me to where I am now. And uh, so I didn't get in my first cycle. I got in my fr uh, second cycle. So Okay. So th looking back on when you went to apply to PA school, mm -hmm. um, what kind of, what do you feel like the weak parts of your application were and what do you feel like the strengths were? Sure. So my first time around uh, applying, I had a great mentor um, who was a PA, his first PA I shadowed and um, kind of showed me the ins and outs. So I, I tried to go to PA school straight out of college. Um, you know, obviously you can't, ex except for the extra extraordinary student, it's very difficult to accumulate hours. Um, so I thought that was the, the weakest part of my um, application the first time around, which I did ask the programs afterwards. Uh, and so with zero healthcare experience, several you know volunteer clinics that I would get involved with, but no paid healthcare experience, they said, go back and do that and then apply again. Um, but my GPA wasn't phenomenal either. So it's 3.4, uh, and then my GRE was okay. Um, now, as far as the second time around, I decided I wasn't going to go through the CASPA application again. Uh, that was just was so daunting and uh, hovers over you for a while and just takes so much time. So I figured this was going to be it. This is going to be the cycle that I got in. I'm going to get on the grind and do whatever I can. So I took up a full-time uh, position as a medical assistant and then I also picked up a full-time position as a medical scribe in the ER at nights. So I was working two full-time jobs just accumulating those hours 
Um, and then, so I was able to go in with some confidence the second time around um, with over 2,000 hours. So, um, and so I think that that's what got me in. Okay. How many schools did you apply to, I guess, each cycle? Okay. So the first time around, I applied to all the schools in Georgia. So I applied to Emory Mercer. Uh, I don't think PCOM, they were like a name, but they weren't settled yet. Mm -hmm. um, and then South and uh, and Georgia Regents at the time. So now it's Augusta University. They can't figure out who they are. Yeah. Um, so the funny thing is, is so I interviewed at Georgia Regents and I was waitlisted. And then I interviewed um, at another school and was waitlisted. And with those two waitlists, I actually rejected South's interview, which is where I am now. And because I, I rejected that because these schools were going to start sooner, which was the, um, you know, what I wanted the most. That's what I look for first and foremost in a program is when does this program start? Um, plus, they wanted to interview me on my graduation date. So I'd already had family coming into town and that sort of thing. Um, the second time around, I applied to the surrounding states as well. So to the Georgia schools and then Florida schools, South Carolina schools. Um, and then, uh, you know, interviewed at South. It was my first choice um, and just kind of rejected the rest. So Cool. Okay. So as far as the application process, what did you find to be the most difficult part? I mean, I know you said CASP was daunting, which it is. And that's why I always tell people it takes way longer than you think it's going to take to get Absolutely. all that information in. Um, but what else did you find kind of difficult? Um, so I think for the average person I hear whenever I'm talking to people who's, who are applying to PA school, and uh, it's usually the references. So it's usually finding credible references that stand out, especially in the medical field, um, because generally the PA applicant is a young person who may or may not know a doctor if you, or PA. And if you know more than that, then that's impressive. That's not normal. Um, but as a scribe, I knew several physicians that I scribed for. That wasn't wasn't very difficult to come by. I had extras um, that I actually you know sent in the mail, which is probably frowned upon, but I did that. So as far as CASPA goes, um, I think the the most difficult part, like you said, it takes longer than you expect. No matter what you're expecting, it's going to take you know an, an extra month from that. Um, was getting your application in on time with it looking good and with minimal error. Mm -hmm. So I think that is one of the, um, the main factors in these programs is there's rolling admissions. And when you apply later, you're not looking for one in 70 spots. You're looking for maybe one in 35 because they already have 35 accepted. So I think that was the most difficult part for me is I was very meticulous about my essay um, and just you know, those sort of things and everything looking great and smooth. Um, and so it was, I, I applied a little bit later. So I think getting it, getting it in on time. Yeah, just being on top of it. Mm -hmm. So once you got past the application stage and you had kind of some different interviews, how was that experience for you? How did you kind of handle the nerves? What did you do to prepare? Oh, gosh. Um, so I'm an extrovert by heart. Um, I, it, it comes naturally just to interact with people and, uh, and talk. And sometimes I ramble. And so you'll have to catch me if I start rambling. And um, So at these interviews, that, that wasn't too difficult for me. I, I thought that would be my strong point. If I was able to get that interview, I felt okay about the program. Um, 
so that wasn't too bad. But after a rejection, um, I think my first rejection was uh, Georgia Regents. That I think that was so I was waitlisted and then rejected. But even that waitlist, it was it was so um, it, it was a big weight on my shoulder. So when I interview from there on out, it's easy to have this idea of um, maybe you're you know you're not at that level that you're, you think you are. Uh, these the rest of these applicants may be better than you, and so um, I would do everything in your power when you go to interview to uh, just keep a positive attitude. Surround yourself with people at the interview that are encouraging and not talking about their um, qualifications and their experiences. You know, um, I think uh, it's very contagious being happy and being joyful versus being stressed and high strung. Um, I see that in the students in our class. You know, there's, there's groups of people who study together, very high strung, and there's people who study together and um, and just like to have fun with it. And you, you can see, you know, those groups. I think it. Um, that's that's my best advice for that. Okay. What about just in general for reapplicants? Since you've kind of been in that place where you didn't get the news you wanted, and I think it's easy to get discouraged and. It sounds like you kind of bounced back and were like, I'm going for it. What would yeah. your advice be to reapplicants for just improving themselves and also continuing right. towards where they wanted to be? Um, so I was an ambassador. I was an integral part of the interview process at South. Um, so I was able to see the kind of ins and outs. And um, the people who are invited to interview are already qualified on paper. So when you go, feel great because you've already – that's the most difficult part. So – uh, getting to the interview, you're qualified. They do not interview that many people. Um, I think generally they interview twice as many as they're going to accept, just generally speaking. Um, and uh, so I think that's a huge feat on its own. So be happy about that. You had interviews last year. Even if you didn't this year, you know, make that your goal. I interviewed with several people. It was their third time. I met a girl who was, it was her fourth time, and now she's in PA school. So uh, be persistent every year, year after year. Uh, attack your weak points. You, you know, um, my coach gave me advice whenever I was in high school. And when you work out, you know, it, it's it's tough because you you don't want to work out your weak muscles. You want to show out. You want to you know keep growing those strong muscles. But to develop fully, you want to hit those weak points. And it's the same thing with applying. Um, so I think if you have a three point two or up with little. Um, healthcare experience, I think that could be something that you tackle. Or if you have a 3.2 or lower, um, I think that's kind of uh, the point for me, the cutoff point. Um, I would attack those grades. Maybe get another master's or get some you know, more classes. And then the GRE and essay, I think, are just kind of um, adjunct parts of the, uh, the application. I don't think you know, they have as much weight as, as um, those you know, meat and potatoes of your application. Yeah. You mentioned people in your class. So I want to talk about PA school now that you're kind of there, yeah. but y'all have a pretty big class, right? We do. We have 70 people. Okay. That's what I thought. So my class was 44 and, um, I think that's pretty almost 40. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of, and I felt like it was a good size. I mean, I felt like I knew everyone, but definitely kind of had my little group that I right. studied with and hung out with. But as a whole, like I did know everyone. How do you feel about a bigger class? I mean, is that something you like or is it tough? Uh, yeah. So I think that was one of the things that I looked at um, my first time around, especially was, you know, how big are the class sizes? 
Um, one thing about South that I looked at is we don't dissect cadavers. I don't know what Augusta mm-hmm. does with that. Um, but second time around, I was able to think a little bit more on it. Um, and it, it kind of fell down the priority list on things that mattered to me. Was and, and so now being in the program that's much larger than, say, PCOM, I think they started with 20 students. I mean, that's incredible. I don't think I could be around the same 20 students uh, day in and day out, but uh, to each their own. So I, I'm sure they develop great relationships, and I've heard great things about every program in Georgia. Um, but as for 70 students, um, sure, there are 70 students in the class, but we have small groups. We divide into small groups a lot, uh, anywhere from six to 10 people with one mentor. Um, and we work together for the most part. So um, a lot of your assignments and uh, and that sort of thing are group assignments in those small groups. And you get to know that small group leader. I think you get to develop um, more of a rapport with that leader uh, who in the end, you know, is usually the one to write your letter of reference um, and that sort of thing. It may get to know you a little bit better because you get to spend um, more time. So I think because we're so large, they've made us really small, if that makes sense. So yeah, they've, so they've made it to where you feel yeah. personalized and right. like you get yeah. to know people. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. What has surprised you most about PA school or what were you not expecting going in? Um, so I think uh, just like probably the rest of us, um, just the sheer amount of knowledge that you're expected to learn. So everybody says drinking from a fire hose and that's absolutely correct. Um, I don't know. I've heard that other programs do the same thing, but first quarter is very good at introducing you to the pace and having you develop your um, your own study uh, technique and that sort of thing. But it's, it's still a lot of information. Come quarter two, they rev it up. And if you just look at the um, – my friend pointed this out. So he pulled up several professional programs and showed the didactic hours per like semester, per quarter. And it's, it's amazing how much we're expected to know um, per quarter. So I think – uh, every every semester, our lowest uh, credit hour semester was like 20 hours or something. I mean, that that's insane. You know, in yeah. undergrad, someone told me I was going to have 20 hours of classes. Uh, you know, I probably would have dropped some. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, just how much information. And uh, I think that there's a standard, especially starting PA school, that uh, that first test is released and you, you see this A average and um, of the class and you – hold yourself to a higher standard and so I think um, overcoming that is, is a huge part and that just comes with time but that was another part is um, the standard that comes with it. Okay um, no I agree it's it's a ton of information <laughs> and as much as someone can tell you that it's you don't really don't right. really know until you're there and that's right doing it. Um, do you think that there's anything you could have done that would have prepared you for that or prepared you for PA school? That's something people always ask. What can I do? Yeah. Like, I just got accepted. What can I do to prepare? I say oh, yeah. go relax. But yeah. what okay. what do you feel like you could have done differently to make yourself more prepared? I could have went to the Bahamas. <laughs> I could have done. Um, they, they don't expect you to come in, you know, halfway at PA. Um, right. So they expect you to come in uh, – new and kind of ready to learn um so just don't use that time that year or so um or just months to try to prepare yourself um if you have experience that's great i've seen uh but i mean people that have great you know vast experiences they they don't do that much better than the people with no experience and it's because they teach you from ground zero from like the floor up 
um, and they have to do that. Uh, so yeah, like you said, just relax and enjoy your time of not being in PA school. Yeah. Um, what does a typical day or week look like for you as far as time commitment? Um, so it, it changes. It varies from semester to semester. Right now I'm in class from eight to five thirty every day with an hour lunch break. Um, so we have tests every Tuesday and Thursday. And so those go from eight to 10, then you start class. Um, and then Friday is, is something uh, kind of hands-on, like we'll go to the nursing home and, and see those patients, or we'll uh, go to Grand Rounds and learn from doctors, or we'll, you know, like this, we've been doing a lot of credentialing stuff right now since we're about to start clinicals. And so we're facing that monster. But, um, but then also, you know, on our calendar, the new class, the new cohorts uh, schedule pops up as well. And I see that they get out at, you know, one o'clock every day. And so um, it, it just varies. Um, I think that first quarter, they try to give you plenty of time to study and learn how you study. But then after that, it's generally eight to five. Um, so. Okay. Well, you're about to start clinicals. That's right. When does that start? Uh, less than a month. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So I think I, guess... I have two weeks left of class. Oh, wow. You're really yeah. about to start clinicals. That's right. Um, That's right. Pediatrics. Okay, is that your first? That's right. That's okay. my first one. So we, we do um, eight rotations for five weeks apiece with one elective. Okay, and do, are they pretty good about kind of getting you those where you want them, or do you have any say in that? Yeah, Um. so we do a, uh, I don't know what they call it. It's like a draft. So you, you put your priorities on what you want. Uh, you can either do it by specialty or like specific location or that sort of thing, and then they um, – kind of do a randomized thing where they try to get you what you want and your priorities, but they also have to get everybody in the classes. Um, so our school's interesting. I don't know how yours is because you're a, you were a public school. Georgia mm -hmm. Regents was a public school. South is private. Um, so I'd say, uh, you know, much less than a quarter of the classes from Georgia. Not many people are from Georgia at all. Yeah, I interviewed at South and I remember that was really interesting. I was one of the only people interviewing there from right. Georgia, which was, I just thought it was bizarre. That's right. Yeah. And um, I think maybe we have 10 out of 70 people in jo from Georgia. Wow. Um, and really only two of us have the accent. So <laughs> gosh, that's, that's been uh, pretty funny. But um, so people are all over the nation as far as rotations go. A lot of people are in Virginia. I've heard of people in Texas and that sort of thing. Um, but then we also have a major trauma center here in Savannah that we're uh, we are affiliated with in a major way. And so we're going in and out of there. That's probably our main site. Um, probably like yours with Georgia Regents Hospital. Mm -hmm. You guys probably were there a lot. Um, so, yeah. So I think three of my eight rotations are there. And then I, I sort of want my elective there. Um, and then and then you get the small clinics around Savannah. But it, it's okay. good. It's good as far as selection goes. Um, and it, it sounds like elective-wise uh, that – that works out pretty well too for everybody. Yeah, that doesn't sound bad. Ours, and when I was in school, we did have people going all over doing rotations. Um, but now, from what I've heard, they have switched to since it is a public school, most of the students are from Georgia. Um, mm -hmm. And they kind of want you to stay in Georgia. And right. so they are moving to where your rotations basically have to be. I think uh, you, you may or may not have heard of it, but it's very recent. It's this year, 
2018. Um, but now students, uh, our notes can be billed. Um, by the, okay. My, yeah. My husband was just telling me about this. Um, cause he's a resident and so they have medical mm -hmm. students. And so, right. yeah, I didn't realize that applied to PA students as well. Yeah. But so our, our notes can be billed now. And so you kind of see this, uh, this laxity and, and sites are starting to open up because now you're, you're practically getting a free scribe. Right. Uh, you know, along with a student. So I think more sites are going to open up now. I think that's a great thing that um, you're kind of augmenting patient flow a little bit better as opposed to writing a note and practically trashing it. Um, but yeah, I think uh, more sites are, you know, going to open up for every school that's not just South, that's Georgia, maybe the nation. Um, but as far as our rotations go, most are at Memorial. Um, and then it's usually a team of a a uh, resident, a medical student, and a, um, a PA student. Cool. Yeah, I know. Rotations are fun. You'll, you'll love them. I mean, it's, sure. well, most of them. <laughs> um, I'm ready. Yeah, that was, that was the fun part <laughs> once we got there. But what are you thinking, or are you thinking anything after school? Do you have a dream job? Yeah, I think it's changed like six times. Um, so it's, it's not set in stone. Um, and it's, it's a little odd. So I've, I've, um, I'm one of the few, my buddy kids around with me that he wants to do it too. Uh, but urology, urology fascinates me. Mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, it's very procedural based, sort of like probably derm drew you in. Um, but then you also, uh, get to, you know, see these patients and see them improve. So as a surgical and a clinical aspect, I think that a lot of specialties don't have. Um, but as far as coming out of school, I do want a, a broad array of knowledge and kind of a foundation. So ER would be great to start. Yeah, I, I love my ER rotation. That's funny. I actually um, had already accepted at the time, but I did talk to someone about a urology position. Oh, really? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we have a big urology group that uses PAs and they love their really? jobs. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it is very procedural and a lot of There's options there. So. With it, I think all yeah. the neurologists I've met have just been these like super happy go lucky guys, and um, maybe it's the the ones that I've met, but I just I haven't met an angry uh, <laughs> urologist. I don't know. Well, that's probably good. Um, yeah, no, I loved all my rotations. I think I could have seen. Well, I've said it before on here, but the one thing I didn't like was psych. And I think it was just my experience. I was on an inpatient unit for four weeks and it was just a lot. So, um, a lot like experience influences and who you're around influences your decisions a lot. So how many, um, um that's interesting. applications did you put out? If you don't mind me asking, I don't know if that's something for, for jobs yeah, mm -hmm. out of school. Um, let's see. So I went about my job search kind of interestingly, I, I graduated in August, so I started kind of looking the January before, sending in applications in February, and I did it two ways. I would find jobs and apply to them, so I did that um, to a couple jobs, maybe, yeah, like two, and then our program has a little Facebook group where we have job postings, so I would contact some of those people, and then I also just sent out my resume. So, like, I knew I wanted to do derm or surgery. So, I just called um, some offices and asked if they were hiring or if they weren't. They would say, just send your resume in and we'll keep it on file. And that actually worked out really, really well for me. I 
I guess I formally interviewed with three different places, neurosurgery, spine surgery, and derm. And, um, but I would get calls from different places and that was what was really cool. So I would, I remember being on my surgery rotation and meeting another PA and she was like, oh, I saw your resume and we're not hiring, but I forwarded it to this other office that is. And so it's really cool if you're in a specific city where it gets out. And even after I had accepted my position, I got another call about a different Durham position where they were saying, hey, like, do you have a job yet? We heard you want to do Durham. So if you kind of put put the word out, it spreads, which I, I thought was cool. Um, yeah, that cool. Yeah, so you kind of just have to put your put yourself out there and see what happens. But I don't know. I don't know how saturated Savannah is, but here getting a job, I mean – like I said, people were calling me, so right. yeah. it really wasn't that that difficult. Um, and I think I would have been happy. I mean, I could have been happy doing something else, but I ended up getting the job that I definitely wanted. So, how long did you know Durham and surgery for? Um, so I shadowed in Durham a lot before school, so I knew I liked it. And then in school or on rotations. I would say surgery was my favorite rotation. Um, I was with a guy who is, he's a general surgeon, but basically all he does now is breast cancer surgeries. Mm -hmm. And like just a great person, great surgeon, great teacher. And so I really enjoyed, like I just loved being in the OR. And even the OR stuff I got to do on my OBGYN rotation and getting to do procedures in the ER, I just love doing procedures. So I, I don't know, those were my, I guess what I was kind of leaning towards right? and, and my preference for where I was at at the time. Um, I liked ER. I think my one issue with stuff in the ER is that I don't do broken bones at all. It no, completely really. grosses me out and makes me pass mm-hmm. out. So <laughs> that was the one thing that kind of kept me from wanting to do that. But other than that, I mean, I really did like everything. I surprisingly loved endocrinology. I went on that rotation yes, thinking I was going to hate it. I okay. I mean, I, I was like, this isn't, I hate endocrinology. That's why I did it. I was like, I don't like to study this. I don't like to know this. So I need to do a rotation. Was that, um, that was your elective? It was part, we did eight weeks of internal medicine. Okay. And so I did four weeks of just general internal medicine and four weeks of endocrinology. So you could okay. do like endocrine, cardio, pulmonology, nephrology, okay. whatever. Cool. Um, but I actually loved it. And so, okay. I mean, at the end of that rotation, I was like, I could see myself doing endocrinology, but I already yeah. had my darn job by then. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it's – and it's interesting. I wouldn't even say I was somewhere – or with a preceptor that I absolutely loved, but I just liked the topic and what I was seeing and mm-hmm. like the lab part of things more than I thought I would. So, okay. And yeah. we have a endocrinologist that teaches us, you know, endocrinology and, mm-hmm. uh, and he loves it. He has a, you know, fiery passion for it. And it's a lot. Like if you can really understand endocrinology, uh, then, you know, you're going to be successful. I think that's, that's awesome. Well, so I think doing the rotation helped me to really understand it and um, being able to see people's, I mean, they would do these like take home, like 
I don't remember. They're called now like glucose monitors or they would wear them for a week or so. And then they would come back and we would evaluate the results together and and be able to see like you're eating too much at lunch or whatever you're eating for dinner isn't working for you. And so it was really cool. So yeah, I loved endocrine. But yeah, I just, I feel like I just really like doing procedures. So yeah, Yeah. I don't know. I need to be doing something where I can use my hands. All of them. Yeah. But who knows? I hope I hope I never have to leave. But if I did, somebody asked me the other day, like what else I would do, and I think maybe like an urgent care. And and I think going straight into a specialty, it's not the worst thing in the world. But you do lose a lot of that general knowledge very very quickly when you're just not doing it. So that can be. Oh, mind doing like a moonlighting in a specialty, you know, like urgent care. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of staying up to date with all the general stuff but who knows where testing will be by the time you and i have to take (laughs) recertify and all that all right um let's see oh what's your i was asked this what would be your number one piece of advice for someone who is considering pa school or just unsure about whether they want to do it or not okay so um that was me. That was me. Uh, senior year into freshman year, um, you know, everybody wants to to be this a doctor, and a lot of people don't know uh, what a PA is. Um, as for me, I, I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist, but there was a part of it where it just it wasn't um, exactly what I wanted. Uh, but I saw it, and I wouldn't have known that, and I would have been a hundred percent committed if I didn't shadow a physical therapist. And so I think that's what a um, someone in their senior year of high school, someone in their freshman year of college, and it's really never too late uh, to shadow. And um, and I would say uh, the more people you shadow, so if you were able to get an hour with you know four PAs versus you know five hours with one PA, I think that's better um, because you you get to see them how they work um, and uh, and just what they do and what the title comes with. So shadow a doctor, shadow a, a PA and shadow, um, you know, whatever you're, you're passionate about. And I, I think most PAs are happy to take you on. So like, I'm, I'm excited to one day have a, someone follow me and uh, kind of pay it forward because I know a lot of PAs and docs did that for me. Um, another thing is, is, uh, don't feel like you necessarily have to major in biology or chemistry. Um, so we have several people in our class. I, if I could go back, um, I would do something like uh, like writing, something involving writing. Uh, I'm you know passionate about writing and reading, and I think that's something I would have valued a, a little bit more than some of my classes um, involving you know like bird noises and ornithology and that sort of thing uh, that came with biology. So do what you're passionate about. Uh, you know, maybe it's going to take an extra semester to do those prereqs, but, um, yeah, don't, don't feel like you have to commit everything, uh, to PA from the major to, um, you know, every little thing you do. So do what you're passionate about and it reflects from your application. It reflects in the interview. Um, so I think that that covers it for free PA. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, where can people follow along with you and, yeah, uh, so I haven't been able to be as active in you know social media as, as I 
like to just because, you know, finishing didactic, you're on the grind. It takes a little bit of grit for that and uh, sometimes, you know, Savannah. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, on Instagram at uh, pa.skyler, uh, that would be a great place to follow me. I, I love just, you know, giving people um, some insight if they have any questions and, and just talking with them. Um, I know uh, we have a pre-PA group. I graduated from Georgia Southern at, at Georgia Southern, and I was very involved there. So just going back to that last question, get involved in a group and uh, surround yourself with like-minded people, um, whether, you know, they want to go be PA or, or just that they want to pursue something more. Because one of my favorite quotes is, uh, show me your five best friends and I'll tell you who you are. Or I did something along those lines. Um, but yeah, yeah, surround yourself with positive people and um, with the same intentions. But yeah, follow me and uh, ask me, you know, any questions that you have. All right. That's awesome. Well, thank you for coming on and giving us some of your time. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Savannah, for having me. You're welcome. I love how down to earth and just real personable Skylar is. I think he's going to be an awesome PA. So I love that interview. I hope you guys did too. Make sure you go follow Skylar on Instagram and um, yeah, make sure you're following me so you can be there for all of my big, big announcements over the next few weeks. And as always, if you have questions, if you have suggestions, please let me know. Um, Leave a review. I'll get to some of those in in a few weeks. You can leave a voicemail question on the website. You can only see that if you're not on your phone, if you're on the computer. But that's a great option if you have a question you want answered. And we may do another episode coming up with some questions from you guys. But in the meantime, have a good weekend. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.